Welcome to the podcast. My name is Mr. Crit. It's good to have you this evening. Welcome to the Late Night with Raidlor podcast. I'm here with Brian, and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, technology and the effect that it's having on the world today. And um, I don't know if you remember back, um, you don't think about it that much, but when when Trump was president not long ago, I mean, the, at the time of this podcast right now, it's 2020, 2021. So, but um, a couple of years ago or a few years ago, Trump came out with the Space Force as one of our branches of the military. So you had your traditional, you know, Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines, that kind of thing. And now we have the Space Force. Now, some people chuckled a little bit when he came out with that. Yeah, they laughed pretty hard, but I, it, I don't think it's that, that much of a joke anymore. No, because uh, Brian, who's a student at Clemson, he, he's, uh, um, I think he's studying physics and he, he loves physics. He bumped into a guy the other day that was a... He was actually in the Space Force, part of the... <laughs> he was, one, I guess, one of the first people to really be a part of the Space Force, coming out of college, really. So that's kind of an interesting... I didn't expect to see it so suddenly. It's really weird when you think about that nowadays, people are enlisting to go into the Army, the Navy, you know, the traditional military branches. You know, and I know that, you know, the Marines is... a part of the Navy umbrella and that kind of thing. But now you have people enlisting into the Space Force itself. Now, I don't know what that entails. It's not like we're flying around, you know, the solar yeah. system so far. But Yeah, we're not exactly flying spaceships yet, but it'll. I think it'll become more important as time goes on because our technology is just getting better, and it's not right. slowing down anytime soon. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but NASA, even though... As far as I know, it gets funded by the government to some degree, but it's, isn't it more of a private type yeah, deal? Yeah, they always claim to be, they are f partially funded, I think, by the government. I could be wrong, but NASA always claims to be not part of the government. You right, know, right. when you see all those things like, is NASA really hiding from, from mm -hmm. something from us? They, is the government making them hide something? They're mm -hmm. like, well, we're not part of the government. So I guess I'll take their word for it here. You know, and some people nowadays, you've you've heard uh, people talking about, and I don't know all the different companies that are doing it. I'm sure there's more than one, but it's getting to where people can pay X amount of dollars to get flights to space. Yeah. Like you would, maybe not exactly, but similar as if you went over here to the local airport and flew to, say, California. Now you can book a ride and fly to at least technically outer space. Is that correct? Yeah, you can just fly right to space. <laughs> You can just get on a plane, go to space, come back down. Yeah, now, William Shatner, just the other day, the original captain of the original Star Trek, had a chance. He's, I think he's like 90 years old. Yeah, he's 90 years old, I think. Yep, and he actually took a flight to outer space, which was pretty cool considering now George Taki or Takai, or how you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, he, he had made a comment that he was... He was uh, and an basically a, a, an unfit guinea pig for their ride, um, and 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 William Shatner took exception to this because, you know, they had all, William Shatner says that they have been at each other for years and years and years because of a camera angle dispute they had back when they filmed. Yeah, Star oh, Trek. Oh yeah, you got to get a little get all, get all the camera camera time you can, you know. Right. So so. William Shatner, rather than than being happy for his friend uh, George, uh, had a little snide comment, and they went back and forth a little bit about that. So, 
I'm, I'm to, be, to be honest, if I was William Shatner, and my, I mean, even in still, I'd love to go, but I think based sure. on his history, he probably really got a kick out of. I mean, that's that's got to be your dream, right? You're you're the on the TV show, you're the captain of the Enterprise, and you finally actually get to go to space in real life. That's rather it. Rather than get, on set. That's it. Get to go to outer space. Now, I know when we were uh, when we talk about technology. Now, look. Everybody talks about how we got technology from UFOs or we don't know what's going on at Area 51. Lots of different possibilities where technologies come from over the years. We certainly made some giant leaps. Um, but here recently, um, something, there was an article in the, uh, um, and I saw, it was one of the, it seems like, I think it was, was it uh, Fox News? There was an article yeah. on Fox News about the military now has their own version. They got like these little robotic dogs that they've attached sniper rifles to. Right. Now, when you when I first saw this article, I thought, well, that's that's pretty interesting. That's cool because, you know, the military, the government in general, they're, they're always looking for the technological edge. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, they their whole thing is warfare and what can we do to be better than everybody else oh yeah it's all a big race and that's been fueling technology since the cold war really that's i mean that's the whole reason we got to the moon was that competitive edge against russia that's exactly right now what i tell you what really impressed me though when i first read this article i thought to myself i thought you know that's that's really cool. I think that'd be neat. You know, you got these little robotic dogs, and I'm thinking in terms of drones. I'm thinking, well, we already have drones. They can go out and drop bombs on people and take out targets and, you know, whatever. And that's pretty nice. I mean, you think about it, that's, right, that's yeah. pretty advanced, really, when you consider how far the military's come. Oh, um, yeah. But but I saw, um, I saw a video of the dogs themselves, them actually moving. And they moved creepily. I mean, oh, just yeah. it is so fluid. It it's yes. almost scary to watch. It it seems so realistic compared to like a real animal, biological thing right. moving. Now, see what caught my attention though is we everybody knows about the Terminator movies. Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, yeah. the original Terminator. He comes down. He'll be back, you know, the yeah, whole yeah, deal, he'll right? he'll be back for sure. <laughs> he'll be back in a few years, apparently. Right. He might do another one. Who knows, right? But he, it, it, was, it was a great movie series, whatever you want to call it. But when we first, when that movie first came out, everybody thought to themselves, well, I mean, that's possible someday. And when we thought about that, even though it's been 20 years or 30 years, whatever it's been, and they've been two or three different or maybe four versions of that or whatever it's been, but we all thought maybe someday. Yeah. It's and, always been science fiction. Yes. You know, just like how Back to the Future, they're like, we're going to 2016 or whatever. That's so far in the future, we'll never get to that. That's crazy. Right. And, it, and here we are. That's right. You're thinking, well, someday, you know, that's going to be really cool. We'll see that. And we may have robot walking, robots walking around. Now, look, when I saw a video of this dog, which, you know, we were talking and they said that the company that made this was called, what was it, Ghost Robotics or something? something? Ghost something like that, yeah. Yeah, Ghost Global Robotics or some kind of name or whatever it was. It was in the article. but 
And, and we were having a discussion that it was eerily similar to the robot that was made by, was it Boston? Boston Dynamics, yeah. Boston they, they, Dynamics. They've been working on it for years, I think. Like, even back in 2013, they had sort of a prototype going. But it it is creepily similar to that same robot we saw with this weapon yes. mounted on the top. And, and now we don't know for sure, but we think Boston Dynamics was not a big fan of getting into using what they've worked on as a military tool. Right. Yeah, I, they, they pretty much, I think, refused to, to service the military in that regard. They didn't want their robots to be used like weapons, but it's a little creepy that it's so similar looking. Right. But now we have this ghost global dynamic company or whatever it is, and they they are, are selling these robots, and these things are super fluid. I was very impressed. I don't know how fast they, they run, but when they walk, they were a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. It's for sure a little disturbing to think that thing could be walking at me with a machine gun right, on top of it. With a sniper rifle just, you know, taking me out. I, now, I don't know if this works similar to, I would imagine, I guess it does or could, like a drone does. For sure, yeah. Some human is on the other side. Rather than flying, you're walking, walking. around with this thing, oh, and, yeah. I, and it might be equipped with, what, night vision or all kinds yeah, of other I'm possibilities. Yeah, sure it has infrared night vision. You could probably see through walls. And what's crazy, too, is you can put a robotic arm on these things. Yes, yes. You could walk, and, you know, a drone is great, but if they go into underground into a bunker, what are you supposed to do? But now right. you can walk this dog through the front door. Right. See, and that that's what really struck me. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. Interesting. We were talking about, now, how does this work? You know, does the battery last so long? Does it have any solar technology to it? There's lots of questions, answers we don't have. But uh, Brian was telling me he saw online where you can actually purchase one of these dog robots, one of the cheaper versions. Now, that still moves very well. Oh, yeah. For $2,700, yeah, U.S. You, dollars. Yeah, a very small. It's not as obviously strong or as great as the military version, but you can get a cheap version for $2,700. Right. And some of the others obviously cost a whole lot more. And I guess if you're equipping it with weaponry, all kinds of cool arms or whatever it is, accessories you're putting on this thing, which we had watched some stuff of it actually picking up things with its arm and putting them in a thing that it was carrying, yeah, opening and turning doorknobs. Can you imagine sending this thing out into Afghanistan years ago when the war had started in the Gulf, and instead of soldiers risking their lives trying to go into these places looking to see if there was insurgents or people in there or whatever, now you can take these dogs in there that can potentially carry explosives or go in and open doors to see what's in there. They have weapons on them. Any number of possibilities. Oh, yeah. There's... The amount of lives I think that could have been saved is a frightening number, to be sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not even. You lose a robot dog, so what? You can you know pay for another one to get built. It's not even right. a question for the military. Now, I guess when you when you think of Terminator, when you think of the Terminator, you're thinking of these technologically advanced human hybrid type looking creatures that are eerily similar to what people would look like, or they have this skin overlay yeah, or whatever. I, I it is. always think back to that. That scene where he rips his skin off, you know, yep. that was so disturbing. But when I saw the dog and I saw how it moved and it was so realistic, which which blew me away because I had when I heard it, I thought, OK, they got this military style robot dog. They're testing and they're going out there and they're trying to get this to go for the future. But no, 
the technology's here now. Yeah, it's already there. Yeah, it's really here, and and it was surprisingly real. I was very impressed. Now, when you remember the Terminator, when when it when he would lose his skin or something, and it would move, and you saw the movie. And it was kind of jittery and this, that thing, but it was still pretty advanced and pretty awesome looking and the, the the special effects were really cool. But then we saw a video of a small human-like robot. Yeah, it unlike the dog, it, it was bipedal, basically a human person, and it had, I would say, most of the functions, if not better functions than I could possibly do than a human yes. being. Yes. Now, this thing, when I saw this video, the dog blew me away, but when I saw this little... Now, I don't know how tall it was, but just looking at the video, it appeared to be around, what, three or four foot tall, maybe? It's, yeah, probably. Something like that. But it, it, they had it running on beams, they had it jumping around, they had it running across the floor, and they even had it doing backflips. That's cr- I can't do a backflip. No, I can't do a backflip, but this thing actually did... A backflip. Now, if that's not creepy, I don't know what is. Because you remember the movie with Will Smith, iRobot? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, you remember how, really, when you looked at these robots in that movie, everybody said, wow, that looks very human-like. Oh, yeah. You know, it was a little bit creepy. And we all thought, gosh, you know, someday, you know, we went from the Terminator and iRobot was kind of a, not necessarily a Terminator-style movie, but definitely as far as the robots look without the skin overlay, it looked a lot more human-like. Oh, yeah. You know, than your just typical robot. Yeah, for sure. They did, a, I think, a pretty good job of giving it that creepy human face. The eyes were there, you know. Mm-hmm. You look in the, they did pretty scary stuff, actually. And so then we got to looking at a model of what they would potentially have if they had the, what was it called again? Oh, they had a, it was a, a mock-up for a Tesla robot. A Tesla robot. Now, imagine, now the Tesla robot, if you haven't seen it, you can look it up. I'll link, I'll put a link on the website at raidlord.com. If you want to go, I'll, I'll link some of these videos that we were looking at. So if you're interested in going to the website in the blog section, you'll see where we've posted a blog talking about and, and listing a few of the of the different videos that we had looked at, and you'll see exactly what we mean. Now, this Tesla robot, if you've seen that movie iRobot, it looked very realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, the face was kind of dark, so I don't, I'm, I'm sure that's something they would work out in the future, but just the body contour and the shape itself was... A, if you had that body of a robot with the fluidity of the robot we saw jumping around and backflipping, that would really freak me out. I, c- I couldn't imagine. Imagine you're walking down the street and you see that. I mean, that's that's almost scary to think about. Yes. And imagine taking that and putting weaponry similar to maybe, you like you know how you see in the Predator movie, they got the little shoulder cannons? For sure, yeah. Something like that onto a robot like that. Oh, yeah. That could run around, jump, do backflips, and then you go from a dog... And now we're talking about going into human-like robots that look extremely realistic. Oh, yeah. Now, the military, now, I don't think it's, it's too big a stretch to say that they're, they're thinking in terms of exactly like that. Oh, there, no question in my mind that they absolutely, they're probably working on 
30 different versions right now. Right. And now now something like that, I, I got to be honest, I can't even begin to, to fathom all the different uses. But I also, when I was sitting and I was thinking about, wow, you know, they're going to have these dog robots with sniper rifles running around, opening doors and using it to go in and... They can have an army of these things. But then I got to think, well, wait a minute. What happens if we take up and since we're going to outer space now and we can just kind of hop on a rocket and uh, circle the planet and you can just pay a little bit. What if we, you got the space thing, space force thing going on. So what happens if we make an army of these robotic people that can be controlled in some fashion and dogs that have Cannons, I mean, you could drop one of these dogs. And now I know there's a quite a delay and all, but I don't know what all that would entail. But I imagine you could colonize part of a planet or Mars or something with some of these robot people. Yeah. That could serve some purpose as far as building things or doing whatever. Yeah, if you have a fully articulate human being basically walking around on Mars, you can colonize it with almost zero risk to people because I'm sure most people have seen The Martian by now where literally one thing goes wrong, you can die in like an instant. Right. You know, not enough air, you know, all these things can go wrong. This robot doesn't care. He doesn't need air. No, he doesn't. And, and, And when we say that, there's probably people listening to this podcast going, yeah, but that's a long way off. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think it is. I, I would have said so the other day if you would, if somebody had told me. But af- actually, after having seen those bots move the way they do, I'm not so sure it's that far off. I don't think so either. And I think I want to say the Tesla was saying they wanted to have a basic prototype in like 2022. Mm-hmm. That's only a year. It's not even a year now. Yeah, that's that's going to go by. You know how fast life goes by as it is. I mean, it just seems like, you know, high school was yesterday and it's been decades now. And now we're talking about next year having a prototype like that. And that's if you think about it, that means the future is it's it's hard to wrap my brain around what could be coming. There, there are so many possibilities, and people, there's always jobs that people are like, oh, they can't, they can't replace me with a robot, but it might not be the case in a few, few more years, decades. I mean, it might happen. And now I, I couldn't believe it when you told me you knew somebody that had joined the Space Force. Now, when I heard about Trump making the Space Force, I thought, well, you know, we probably need something like that. And, and in my mind, I guess I thought, you know, people will work there. They'll kind of get it situated. But it didn't occur to me at the time. They're going to be recruiting actual, in, you know, enlisted people. Right. Yeah. You they're, know, yeah. civilians to come in and fill, you know, soldier roles in this branch of the military. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm, I think what's really fascinating about the guy I knew in particular, he's a physics major, too. So uh, yeah. he has a pretty big background in space and physics and there he is working for space force right right so he's I mean, he's probably right up their alley what they need now I'm, but but when you when you think in terms of all the technology that they use in wars right now and all this other stuff and the technology they've created and the dogs and the in the human-like robots we've all seen robots over the years and how they've progressed and we've seen a little of this and i remember watching some robots that some people from MIT and stuff had done years ago when we thought, well, they're a long way off from being realistic, but they were doing basic movements. Right. But we're way beyond that now. 
Oh, it, yeah, I think it's far beyond basic at this point. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, you can make a robot dog that looks so fluid, opens doors, picks oh, your yeah. laundry up off the floor, puts it in the basket. If, if you're out there listening to this and you're thinking, oh, it can't be that realistic, uh, I'm telling you, go watch the video at RaidLore.com. Tell me if I'm being honest or not. Look, in, in, a, in a way, that dog almost moved better than my dog. Oh, yeah, for Maybe sure. Maybe not when it was at its prime, but my dog's kind of old and... <laughs> It's moving better than she is. Oh yeah, that dog can move. So yeah, it's it's pretty amazing when I think about it. And when I when I saw the robots and how they were back flipping, and I thought to myself, there is no telling where this is going to go in the future. I, I'm I'm just amazed when I think about it, and I I don't even know. When I think about in terms of where technology has come over the years, I can't even imagine where it's going to end up twenty years from now. Yeah, it, I, I can't even imagine. We were talking about the cars the other day and how, you know, we're moving into a lot of different, you know, electric cars now and that kind of thing. And and I I can't remember what it was, but they were working on some kind of a, and this was like last year when I read the article, and they were talking about having some sort of a, uh, um, a flight-type automobile-type thing, and it was right. a few years off and that oh, kind yeah. of thing. But it'll be here before you know it. Oh, yeah. People will be flying around in cars, and, and they won't be driving around in cars. I and mean, we're it, already flying around to space for, you know, the cost of it, like an airplane ticket, yes. basically. And then it's not so far-fetched to think we can be flying cars anytime now. Right. Now, before we end the podcast, I do want to talk about one other thing. I'm going to be doing a podcast soon about the Phoenix Lights in Arizona. Uh, this is something that really interests me. And when we talk about technology and what's in outer space and... What, you know, whether UFOs are real, and I know there's all kinds of discussion and debate and the government in the past year or so has, well, past couple of years have been a little bit more forthcoming about some of the information that they have. Maybe not all of it, I'm sure, but we know a little more than we used to. And I've always thought that there were definitely, you know, people from other planets or, or humanoid type folks or UFOs always believed in that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I always believed it was a real thing. And uh, we want to have a podcast, a separate podcast, about the Phoenix Lights. Uh, I think the people will enjoy because it's very interesting. Back on March 13th, 1997, and that evening there was five ships that flew over Arizona, uh, parts of Arizona. And some of them, believe it or not, and a lot of people, when you hear the term, um, you know, Phoenix Lights, you think in terms of little lights that were flying around, but I don't think it got the attention that it deserved yeah um, i don't think so either because what a lot of people don't realize is there there were a ton of people that didn't think these lights were in like individual lights that they were actually like for example the one of the biggest ships that had flew over around 8 30 in the afternoon or that evening a lot of people testified or not testified but they they swore to the fact that it was a, it looked like a solid ship because yeah. they couldn't see stars through it they yeah. they were looking up at it and they were looking at it with one lady in particular and her whole family. They looked up and they said they they believed wholeheartedly it was a solid ship, um, and they felt like it was a ship. And what's so hard to imagine that I don't like a lot of people understand was if you didn't believe in UFOs, the thing about the Phoenix Lights that's really impressive that really gets your attention. Okay, when you think about that. Some of these ships, or this one big ship in particular, was over a mile wide. Ooh. 
a mile wide. It, this thing was bigger or as big as an international airport. That's hard to fathom. Yes. Uh, an international airport flying over you, blocking out the stars in the sky. Yes, and it was moving very slowly. Okay. Well, at least it seemed to be moving. Maybe it was just so big it appeared that way, but right. it was moving fairly slowly con considering how big it was in order to maintain lift or whatever it used yeah. to maintain that, you know. Very impressive. Yes, and it made hardly any noise. Just about everybody claimed it made hardly any noise. That's 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 almost the most impressive part. Yes. I mean, imagine if that now if that was the US government, first of all, it's been a long time since then. Was it 24 years since then? Is that yeah. right? Am I doing the math right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So if that's true, even today with the technology we have with the fluid robots and the dogs and all this military technology, we still don't have the ability that I or anybody else is aware of that I can possibly fathom to put a ship or a craft that size in the air and move like that. It just a tremendous that would be a, I can't even no. imagine and be Ooh. almost silent and be silent. I mean, you'd, if we did that now, I mean, if we could even get close, it would you could hear from this next state over. There's oh, no chance. It would be an incredibly loud thing, and it would have to be moving like crazy in order to keep that lift with the technology oh, yeah. that I know of. Yeah. But again, I don't think it was, in my opinion. Could in, you even imagine the amount of fuel you would need for that? Oh, exactly. I don't even think we're even near that level. No, I, th this to me was otherworldly, you know, and, and the, a lot of people had said, hey, you know, how does... How do we get a craft like that? I mean, what what would be the purpose of those? And they people will claim there was like five of these. Okay, some a little bigger than others, but th this one particular ship was very very large, and I think the others were really large too. But this one, but but the thing about it is, people said, well, why would they do that? You know, now military they had scrambled some jets and this kind of thing, I think, and they had tried to investigate, but they didn't say a lot about it. it didn't get a lot of press coverage for a while. People kind of kind of hush hush about it, and then. Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks or a month later or two or three, you know, it was a while, but it started to pick up some attention in the press. But initially, it wasn't nothing like we thought we were going to get. Right. Uh, but it definitely, if you don't know the details of that, we're going to have a podcast about the, the Phoenix Lights, and it was quite impressive. There's a lot of details we'd like to share with you. I'd like to fill you in on a lot of the, the things that came out in the investigation during that time. But that was an amazing sight. An amazing sight. Very, very impressive. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast Late Night with Raid Lore. Please visit the site, RaidLore.com, and check out the blog for the links to the articles and the YouTube examples of what we were talking about as far as robots. And we'll have some more podcasts like this I think you'll really enjoy. All right, guys, you have a great evening, and thanks for listening. Catch you soon.